The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his house and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. It is Wednesday, November the 3rd, live here from the Low T-Center studio, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Our telephone number is 865-255-03. That is the number to the Irish Network's hotline, where business owners you can benefit when you start your relationship with Irish Networks, 90 days, no payment, for business internet. The great Ben McKee. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Man. Well rested. So well rested that uh, I missed the celebration. The Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. And that's like one of my favorite things to do about watching, watching sports. Remember we talked about how I can watch any championship um, sport when it gets to crunch time, and it could be baseball, soccer, it could be anything, volleyball, but like the championship moments, like the championship game, the last game, and uh, when the, when the championship is on the line, I can watch any sport. And the reason why is because I love watching a team win it and they celebrate. And I missed that last night, but I'm not gonna lie though, I got some good sleep, so. <laughs> I'll, take, was, uh, I'll take the sleep. It was a, a nice celebration. It, it definitely kept me up. Uh, I'm obviously not a Braves fan, but even I didn't go to bed till one o'clock. Just a, a lot of fascinating storylines with the Braves winning its first championship since 1995. And I, I know a lot of our listeners are very happy this morning and uh, thrilled for my friends that are. Braves fans, particularly the ones that watch from April to September year after year because the Braves have have had some tough losses over the years and just thrilled for for those people. And I I know the Braves are a source of uh, a lot of memories for a lot of people, whether it be watching with their, their, their father, their mother, grandmother, grandfather. So re- really happy for, for those people. And then just on the field, just so many amazing storylines. Freddie Freeman, homegrown Brave, didn't ask out when, when the Braves were rebuilding and, and going through some abysmal baseball uh, to get the, 
the top picks in the draft there, and he, he sticks it out, and he, he's a great dude, and he's one of the best players in baseball, MVP last year, and now he's a World Series champion. Dansby Swanson, a Georgia kid, <laughs> grew up a Braves fan. But it Just Vanderbilt. on and on and but on. Okay. We're not throwing shade right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Brian Snicker been in the uh, been in the Braves organization for I think they said 45 years and uh, re- receives a lot of hate <laughs> from Braves fans, or at least did receive a lot of hate uh, throughout the year and years uh, hey, as hey, being hey. manager for being social on social media. So really cool to see him. Him win, and his son was the Astros hitting coach and, and was across the, the field in, in the dugout. That was a cool storyline. Ozzie Albies, a homegrown brave. Uh, and then, then, obviously, you have all the newcomers, uh, Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler and Jock Peterson. Adam Duvall came back after going away last offseason. All, all those guys played tremendous roles in, in the Braves winning a, a World Series. Max Fried bouncing back after two really bad performances in his last two outings and was just dominant last night after he got out of the first inning. And obviously I'm most happy for, for my friend Kyle Wright, who is an even better person than he is pitcher. And he, he grew up a Braves fan and uh, has, has had to battle some adversity as he's gotten to the big leagues. And he did that this year and, and played a, a massive role in the, the Braves winning a World Series. So very happy for Kyle. That, that absolutely made my night, seeing him happy up there on the stage, being, being a World Series champion. And I know a lot of people from Buckhorn High School and, and Huntsville and his family are just absolutely thrilled and, and proud of him. So that, that was really cool for me and, I know a lot of my my friends and, and people I went to high school with seeing seeing Kyle be a a world champion was was really cool because he is genuinely one of the best people I know and and deserves all the success in the world. When's he gonna be on the show? Next week. Ooh, I, I'm, I'm gonna try to get him on the show next week. I'm not gonna ask him to come on uh, this week. No, nah, man, he's, he's <laughs> today celebrating. and tomorrow. Hectic and and. Friday, I saw where the the Braves are having the championship parade on on Friday, uh, so this week would would be insane for him to wake up early in the morning and come do hop on the show with us. But I'm I'm gonna reach out to him over the weekend see if he'll uh, give us some time at some point next week. Then we'll finally believe that you're all friends when he, <laughs> when he comes on the show. That's right. That's we'll finally believe it, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kudos to him, man. Just uh, you know, I grew up watching watching the Braves. My aunt. Uh, passed away a couple of years ago, but but you know, for those that don't know, I was raised with my great uncle, my great aunt. My great uncle is uh, 93. My great aunt passed away uh, years ago, and I remember she would sit there literally all day and watch the Braves <laughs> all day. And you know, I rattled off the the old school Braves that I grew up watching. Um, because, like, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a TV in my room. So I had to sit there and watch the Braves. So I'm uh, just so happy for, for the Braves fans because, um, man, the, the passion is undeniable. The passion is undeniable with, with Braves uh, fans across the southeast and across the world. So just, just thrill for y'all Braves fans. Seems like every, everybody that grew up in the south has that one family member that – that grew up living and, and dying by the Braves. Uh, I, I'm a Yankees fan because I lived in New York for four years when when my dad was stationed at Fort Drum 
in, in upstate New York. That was when I was first getting into baseball. So I, I was a Derek Jeter fan and became a Yankees fan and, and stuck with it. And even though I am a Yankees fan, my Paul Pate, my great-grandfather, was the the family member in my family that lived and died by the Braves and, and would sit on his couch and, and watch the Braves every single day with, with his circus peanuts. <laughs> so uh, we, we all have that family member, and, and I know mm. it's – Ultra special for for people like Jennifer Morris, who whose dad was definitely smiling down on the Braves. Big Orange Mac, uh, his dad was smiling down on on the Braves as well. And I don't intend to leave leave anybody out, but uh, I, I know that there are those those stories out there. I saw yep. a lot of it on on Twitter last night, and it's just really cool how sports brings you together, and just how <laughs> it can bring a lot of cruelty and <laughs> a lot of pain. But, uh, boy, when, when your team wins and, and at the biggest level, biggest stage, uh, th- there's just no better feeling. In the world, we're Braves fans this series because yes. of the Astros, right? So It's all, always great when, when little Jose Altuve has to go home unhappy. <laughs> Let's get to the phones to start the day. Let's get to uh, Andy. Andy, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good, man. How are you, Andy? I just got home. Um, man, I tell you what, how long you think on Saturday it's going to take our defense to completely rip Banana Boy in half? <laughs> Who's Banana Boy? Will Levis. Their quarterback that eats bananas. Not just eats bananas. There's nothing wrong with eating bananas, right, Andy? It's the fact it's that, the he, whole that, that he eats. Yes. He eats the yeah, whole banana. Like, he doesn't peel the banana. I'm sorry. I've accidentally eaten a piece of that, and it, it's just not good. Like, nah. <laughs> well, hopefully. Ho- me 50 bucks. I'd rather eat another Carolina Reaper than eat a banana peel. Well, I, I, Andy, hope, hopefully it's the first the first play. I mean, if I if I had my choice, it would be the first play yeah. of the game. But, you know, <laughs> you want to you wanna take those body shots. You know, it's like a heavyweight fight. Uh, Andy, we know, you know Matthew all, Butler will be ready. He'll 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 have them ready. It's one thing I can say about Matthew Butler. That dude is an absolute machine. Like it's insane how many snaps that he has took this season. But he's always humble. But when he's like out on the field, it's just like a totally different monster. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know who will replace him when he's gone, but, the, you know, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see who takes his spot and takes the torch on that. But is it true that Kentucky fans are selling their tickets literally? Because I, I went on Vivid Seats yesterday, let's see, it was Sunday, and it seems like there's more tickets than what there was, like, last week. Andy, I don't, I, I don't keep up with Kentucky fans, Andy. I have no clue. I mean, the closest I, I've did, I've done this week to keep up with Kentucky fans was to go to Kroger to get lunch. For my kids, that was the closest thing. I don't know what they're doing, man. Kentucky fans were all in my mentions yesterday. I've been, I was busy, 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 busy. Um, we had Prime yesterday, we had the Kate and Cooper duo yesterday. I haven't been paying much attention to what 
Kentucky fans are doing. What they what they do to you, Ben? They ain't your mentions, man? Yeah. They, they, they weren't too happy about Alante Taylor's Ooh. yesterday. Ooh, I saw that. I saw that smoke. I, I saw the I saw Mr. the quote. I like it. Mr. Be mean to old women in a Mickey D's drive through guy himself quote tweeted it. AKA Matt Jones. He quote tweeted it. Vince Morrow and an assistant coach at Kentucky quote tweeted it. I mean, if you if if you are Tennessee media folks, you kinda you, you cringe. You know, you gave Kentucky bulletin board material, which is what you don't want to oh, do. Oh, I, I did cringe when Alante said it. I started cringing when Kentucky folks got a hold of it. When 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 Alante said it, I was ready to run through a brick wall. That's right, Alante. Let him know. Oh, I Tessie love, Tessie I love it. Lose to Kentucky. That's I love right. it. Let him know. Oh, I love it. 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 But you're not supposed to give the opponent ammunition like that. No, that's that's what they tell you. Yeah. That's but I like that. I'm cool with it. It doesn't really matter what anyone says. These two teams don't like each other. We know the you know recruiting battle that happened with Tyler Barron in Kentucky. We know the you know the the recruiting battles with other players. We know what happened last year. Tennessee got absolutely embarrassed. Embarrassed. Point blank. Embarrassed. And Alante wants to avenge that 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 loss. I don't blame him one bit. I don't blame him one bit. And Tennessee embarrassed Kentucky the year before where they were all high and mighty and ranked high. So it don't really matter what's said, to be honest. This game is going to be intense. Kentucky's coming off an L. Tennessee's coming off an L. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. 865-255-03. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. 
JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. With smartphones being such an integral part of our daily lives, it is truly an inconvenience when it doesn't work properly. It disrupts the normalcy of our day. When you go into the cell phone store to have it repaired, they just try to upsell you on a new phone. That's why the owner of iDrop, TKL, left those places and opened iDrop. His goal is a happy customer. TKL and the team will listen to what you have going on and work to solve the problem of your broken device in a way that best suits your needs instead of trying to upsell you on something that you just don't need. They don't just repair phones. They can service your laptop or PC as well as your Mac. Windows 7 support is over, but iDrop can help you transition to Windows 10. They have a five-star rating on Google with hundreds of positive reviews. Let me say that again. I don't think y'all understand how big this is. They have a five-star rating on Google. Their customer service really speaks for itself. So if you ever find yourself with a device that isn't performing as it should, give iDrop a call at 865-888-9740 or check them out on Facebook at iDrop of Knoxville. If man made it, they can fix it. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Do I love it? Yes, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Alante on the Kentucky game, it means a lot. We don't lose to Kentucky. We didn't take care of that last year. This game is personal. We've seen the talk about them coming off a loss and being angry. Well, we're coming off a bye and we'll be ready. The only thing, the only thing that's an issue for coaches is the we don't lose to Kentucky part. Everything else would have is cool. Coaches don't want you to provide bulletin board material to the other team. That's what they don't want you to do. Fans, we're not going to see the problem with it. We don't care, right? 
Who cares? It don't matter. Let's go. I just said it right before the break. But coaches don't want you to provide bullets more material. And that little part there about we don't lose Kentucky is what Kentucky is going to focus on, and that's what's going to motivate them, at least at the beginning of the game. And they'll have a plan. They'll have a plan to be upset. They'll have a plan to shot Alante up. They can't wait to go to go at Alante and make a play on him, make him eat his words. But you know what Mike Tyson said, Ben? You know what the great Mike Tyson said? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Damn right. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Tennessee has a plan. Kentucky has a plan. But who's going to punch the other team in the mouth? Who's going to get up? The Michigan-Michigan State game, you had Mel Tucker, who talked about his team winning. Who talked about his team being tougher? And it's going to be a heavyweight fight. And somebody's going to flinch. He said this before the game. And he went out and did exactly that. His team followed through on his words. So it can be done. You can talk your talk and go out there and walk your walk. You can do it. And Tennessee just putting more pressure on themselves to do it. Now, I think my point remains that this is not the best matchup, I think, for Kentucky because Tennessee poses some problems for them um, same way Mississippi State does. But Kentucky thinks they can go back to the drawing board and fix all these problems in a week. I don't think they can. I think this is a problem that's been haunting them for the year, and they've been fortunate enough that they ran to a a Florida team that just didn't play well, and it's not that great, and they beat them without having any offensive productivity. Florida had 130-something yards and penalties. They blocked the field goal, but they won that game. You give them credit. But just because you win a game doesn't mean that you are efficient in all phases. It doesn't mean that you don't have weaknesses. It just means that the win masks that weakness. That's all it means. I've certainly come around to Kentucky being overrated. The the more I have read about them this week, uh, watching – <laughs> My man Ben, <laughs> watching, come on home. Wa- yeah. wa- watching their game against Mississippi State and, and watching their game against Georgia. and I, I watched their game against Missouri earlier in the year. I, I watched their the UTC game. I watched their South Carolina game. So I watched their Florida game. So I've seen yeah. every game on, on their schedule except – actually, I even watched the Louisiana-Monroe game earlier this year. Um I've watched them play this year, and I've read up on them. I see the stats, and and I, it's not because Tennessee is playing them this week, and it's it's Wednesday. I, I truly feel that yes, this this Kentucky football team is is not truly a a six and two football team that has. Uh, now because they lost to the Mississippi State, a very slim chance of of making the Sugar Bowl. Uh, because technically they could they could still finish ten and two if they were to beat Tennessee, and then they have Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and Louisville. So they could they could technically finish ten and two, possibly get into the Sugar Bowl, and th- this would not be. <laughs> when you think of a ten and two football team, it, it's not going to be this 
Kentucky football team. So I, I still think that Kentucky is more than capable, more than than good enough to to beat Tennessee this Saturday. Kentucky yep. beating Tennessee on Saturday would not surprise me at all. It, it it would not. But I have come around to thinking that Kentucky is not a legitimate six and two football team. When when you think of a six and two football team, the the film that Kentucky has put on the field this year doesn't match up. At least it, it doesn't for me. And and the stats back that up. Uh, it's it's Will Levis. Get He's him. gotten worse Get him. as the season has gone on. Now, he, he was better against Georgia uh, than, than you think he would be. Kentucky loses 30 of 32-13, but Will Levis was, was pretty efficient. He just ran into a, a buzzsaw in that football game, and, and he wasn't necessarily the issue. And he was really good against LSU. But from the Louisiana Monroe game and Missouri game earlier in the year, I, do, I don't think that he's gotten better. Uh, he, he definitely was not good against Mississippi State. Uh, they, they turn it over a ton. FBS worst minus 12 in turnover margin. That's the worst in the country? Worst in the country. Mm. Yes, worst in the country. Chris Rodriguez, uh, who I previously thought was arguably the best back in the SEC, top two, top three. Um, I, I no longer have him in in that category because be you can't be you, you can't be one of the better backs in the SEC and have a fumbling issue. He fumbled it three times against Mississippi State, four times over a two game period within ten yards of the goal line. So over a two game period, Chris Rodriguez was within ten yards of the goal line and fumbled four times. Four times, Swain. How do you fumble four times within the 10-yard line? Now, there is some talk about him being banged up with a wrist injury. Maybe that's it. Um, but Chris Rodriguez has a fumbling issue on top of Will Levis throwing three interceptions uh, this past weekend against Mississippi State. Um, they're, they're banged up across the board. And, and then you look defensively. They lack a pass rush, very inconsistent pass rush. Uh, opponents are completing two-thirds of their passes. Uh, and then on special teams, Kentucky special teams has allowed three blocked kicks this year. Three blocked kicks this year. So just realizing that over the last couple of days and thinking about what Tennessee does well this year, I think it matches up really well for Tennessee, they turn it over. Kentucky does, like I said. FBS worse, minus 12 in turnover margin. Well, what has Tennessee done a really good job lately? Getting the ball out and, and forcing some turnovers. Uh, obviously, that pairs with, with Chris Rodriguez as well. Tennessee does a great job of swarming to the football and trying to get the, the football out of there. So I, I think Tennessee can create some turnovers. Opponents are completing two-thirds of their passes. Well, last I checked, Hendon Hooker has been very efficient passing the football. So if other opponents are completing two-thirds of their passes, I expect Hendon Hooker to have a lot of success passing the football. And then this one really stood out when I said that Kentucky special teams has allowed three blocked kicks. I don't know if you know this, Wayne, but Tennessee's blocked some punts this year. Deshaun Rucker, Christian Charles... And after each blocked punt that Tennessee has had this year, Christian Charles came back and said, well, we identified something on film, we made an adjustment during the week, and we went out and executed. 
Deshaun Rucker said the same thing last week about Mike Eckler seeing something on film last week and making it making an adjustment in practice, getting Deshaun Rucker in a position where he can go block the punt. And what do you know? It happens. So if if Kentucky has already given up three blocked kicks, I'm sure Mike Eckler this week has identified something on film that is going to put Tennessee in, in a in a good opportunity or to have a good opportunity to to block another kick, whether it be a field goal or or a punt. So you, you just really look at Kentucky's deficiencies and I think it it ties in well with what Tennessee does do well. So I've I've come around to Kentucky being overrated and benefiting from an easy schedule because Missouri is terrible, beat them by a touchdown, barely beat UTC. South Carolina is terrible and beat them by six, 16 to 10. Florida is a very bad football team and you beat them by a touchdown. Uh, LSU is abysmal, and you, you did blow them out, and, and you deserve credit for blowing them out, but LSU's abysmal. Georgia, number one team in the country, you got drilled by them. Mississippi State, pretty solid football team, and you, you let them run away with it in the fourth quarter, 31-17, and now you play another solid football team in Tennessee. So, as you can tell, I, I like I like the matchup this Saturday. Man. Deep down in my heart <laughs> I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you Ben You came around You came around I'm so proud of you Ben I'm so proud of you man So proud of you Oh man I, I, A tear almost fell from my eye Listening to you Drop them facts Facts that I just felt in my heart a couple weeks ago watching Kentucky. I was like, oh, oh, I know what this record says, but I'm watching the film, and the film doesn't match the record. Mm-mm. The way they play doesn't match the record. And this is what we can say about the SEC. There's no reason trying to figure out through the trans, you know, transient properties and all that stuff. There's no reason to try to figure it out. What we can say about the SEC is, like, it's a week-to-week league, and things change. Well, this team beat that team, and that team beat that team, and that team beat that team, and play with that team. Does that mean that this team? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that this week, that this team is better. And last week, this team struggled. And this week, this team is more healthy. Things change. Mm -hmm. It's a week-to-week league. This is what we need to understand. Don't make it harder than what it really is. Don't confuse yourself. Don't give yourself a headache. Just know that early in the season, Florida was really good when they played against Alabama. And they had one of their best games. And they were really close to beating Alabama. And then they played us, and they took advantage of a drop pass on fourth down that would have changed the whole complexion of that football game. But you give them credit, they took advantage of it, and they ran off with the game. And then from that game on, Florida has not been the same. Florida looked like an average football team at best when they played against Kentucky. And you give Kentucky some credit, but you do understand that a lot of that was Florida beating themselves with with pre-snap penalties and things like that. 
at one point, Texas A&M looked terrible. But they didn't look terrible against Alabama. Does that mean that Texas A&M deserves to be in a in the top four of the college football playoffs because they beat Alabama? No. No, that's not what it means. It means that day, that week, they were better than Alabama. That's what it means. This is a week-to-week league. College football is a week-to-week product as well. You're dealing with 18 to 22, 23-year-olds that got things going on on top of football and in school that play at different times of the day. Injuries are a part of it. Matchups are a part of it. This is not a science. Don't try to break it down because you're going to just confuse yourself. Here's here's another thing that I, I meant to mention that I, I recognized, learned, remembered yesterday, and Volstorm points it out here on the text box. Volstorm's a smart guy. He is, unfortunately. Uh who on Tennessee's coaching staff knows Will Levis the best? Tim Banks. And I completely forgot about that storyline. Tim Banks. Until yesterday when, when, when Tim Banks was, was asked about it in his press conference uh, about how he's seen Will Levis grow from his time at Penn State to, to now. And Look at that. Tim Banks has already coached his tail off this year. And and now he's going up against the quarterback that he knows like the back of his hand because he went went against him in practice at at Penn State and and Will Levis has improved since he was at Penn State he's not exactly the same but in large part he will be the same so I I think that truly does play into to Tennessee's advantage that Tim Banks knows Will Levis knows knows what he does best knows his deficiencies I, I really think that plays in Tennessee's favor. I, I think that will have an impact on the game. I think so too. I can't. I can't wait to the game, man. Look I'm. At, I'm look I've really. I've really turned the the corner. I'm. I'm cautiously, mm. very excited. Come on, come on, uh, over here, man. Like, like everything is in Tennessee's favor. The matchups favor Tennessee, in in my opinion. I just showed my work, but I, I also recognize that Kentucky is very physical in the trenches. And if, if Tennessee isn't ready to match that physicality, which I think that they will, but if they're not for some reason, then Kentucky will beat their tails. Yeah. yeah and and, yeah, and sure. Will Levis is a, is a capable quarterback. Chris Rodriguez is a capable running back of beating you up. If I remember correctly, last time we were in Lexington, Chris Rodriguez had, had a big game, or maybe it was last year. But he, he's had success against Tennessee in the past, if I remember correctly. Uh, Wanda Robinson, we talked about him yesterday. He's an NFL receiver that is is going to be a problem. He, and, and hopefully yeah, Tennessee can can limit him. They have tight ends that can beat you. If if you're not careful, Josh Ali will, will get in and, and make a play. He he won't have a lot of plays, but he's capable of making a play to beat you, the, the, the number two receiver there. Chris Rodriguez, two years ago when, when Tennessee beat Kentucky there, uh, it was the Lynn uh, Bolton game where he went option because they had to kind of change up everything because of an injury. Uh, but Chris Rodriguez had um, 81 yards and 12 carries, 6.8 average. Didn't score a touchdown, though, but uh, he was he was good that day for sure. So um, you, you are right there when you said that it seems like he's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's, he's been their reliable guy um, up until 
you know, last week where he put the ball on the ground a lot. And I'm pretty sure that that's the point of emphasis for him and the offense. And they'll really, really focus on holding that ball high and tight and protecting those points of the football so that way that doesn't happen again. But if you're Tennessee, you are stripping, you are punching at the football. I want to see a peanut Tillman type of punch from our DBs and our defense. Alante, he's he's really good at that. Yep. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him force one. Uh, last year, Chris Rodriguez had 73 yards and a touchdown on just 13 carries. So, yeah, so he's been solid. He, he's, he's been solid. Another thing I forgot to mention, Kentucky is struggling at corner right now. Ben, I'm proud of you, man. Keep it coming. They they, they are struggling. Keep it coming, in, Ben. In the secondary, they're Keep. they're not a bunch of bums, but they the, and Kentucky secondary has been as good as anything under Mark Stoops. They they've put a lot of DBs in the league under under Mark Stoops. They've been really solid back there, but seems like they've taken a, a step back this year. Uh, and remember. The, the coach that went to Michigan from Kentucky, Clink Scale, whatever his name was, he, he was the, the secondary coach that everybody loved. And he left, and, and now Kentucky has had some issues on the back end. And uh, a secondary that that's struggling to keep guys in, in front of them and, and, and keep track of guys with Javante Payton running around and Valus Jones running around and, and Cedric Tillman running, <laughs> running around, that excites me. So – uh, the the matchups favor Tennessee on paper going into the game. Kentucky's banged up. Tennessee is fresh off of a bye. Tennessee should handle business, in my opinion. Let's go to the phones. So proud of you, Ben. Let's get to Coy in Macon. Coy, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing today? We good, Coy. We sound like you are good, too. Man. Waking up a champion feels great, dude. I can't. I'm so excited for the Braves, man. It's been, it was a long, hard-fought season. Halfway through, we never thought, you know, that they would be able to pull off what they pulled off, and it's just, man, it just means so much to to the city of Atlanta to be able to bring home that title, man. It's it's just a good feeling, man. I'm so excited. Um, I was hoping that. Uh, that they could do it, you know, at home in front of the home crowd. I was actually really fortunate and got gifted a ticket to the game Sunday night and got a chance to go see a World Series game. That's kind of a bucket list, but, you know, I was hoping to see them celebrate, but they got it done last night, man, so just really excited. I was I was, I was wondering if you saw that Solaire home run last night, and I think it was the second or third inning. I saw the, I saw the highlights of it when I got – Back from prime and got settled uh, and turned the game on. It was six six to nothing, um, and so I didn't watch. I didn't see the home run live, but I did see the highlights. And man, he he smacked the ball. How you say it? How you say it, Ben? He did, he, did he, he pee on it? Did he, he pee pissed. on it? No, no, no. He pissed <laughs> off. Oh man, that was such a such a big home dr- run, dr- man. Dr- it was like we just felt like we had it, you know. After that, and I felt like we took the took the team out of Houston, and it was all braves after that, man, but I, I'm glad it's over, man, because it's, it's kept me up late for for a week straight now, and uh, I feel like I can finally move on, get back to Tennessee football, and uh, get some good rest. I know that's right. Them games were late. Yeah. Long. Also, I don't know problem. why they do those games so late. Yeah, they, they baseball has... 
couple of different issues that they need to fix within the time constraint of the game. First and, and foremost, the thing that pops out to me is that you can't have the game ending at 11, 11.30, 12 o'clock on school nights because theoretically the best moments of the game are, are happening towards the end of the game. And you want kids to see those moments so, so that it sticks with them growing up and they become baseball fans because of those moments. We, we all have moments that we remember watching as kids, whether it be a Super Bowl, NBA Finals, World Series, National Championships. We, we have these moments that stick out in our head, and it helped us be a fan of that sport for, for a long time. And, and baseball is, is having games, World Series games, where, again, theoretically the best plays in the game happen towards the end when a team is winning, and kids aren't staying up. To, to see it because most kids are are in bed so that that's an issue to me and then just a the simple fact of, of having a, a baseball game go over four hours I can sit and watch it all day long because I love baseball but I know I'm in the mi- minority and, and if baseball wants wants to grow the game and and get people who who don't want to sit through four hours of baseball they they've got to find a way to to shorten that and I realize the World Series is a little bit different more commercials more ads more reads so on and so forth. It's naturally going to be longer, just like the Super Bowl or national championship game. But just as a whole, they've, they've got to figure out a way to trim the, the length of these baseball games down. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, it's, uh, like I said, glad, glad it's over with and uh, glad to move on. You know, feel like I can get back to my number one passion, which which is Tennessee football. And, uh you know, just talking about Kentucky, I, you know, I live in middle Georgia. Um, not many of us Tennessee fans here, and there, I, I know one real hard, uh, real big Kentucky fan, and, you know, he's kind of been giving it to me all year and uh, talking a little smack. He got he bought a ticket to go up to uh, Kroger Field and watch him play, uh, play the ball Saturday night, and He's yet to return my text that when I've asked him after Saturday if he's still going. So, um, <laughs> so his tone has changed uh, this week. Yeah, man, tone has definitely changed this week. So, oh man, I just uh, I said I feel good about the game, man. Um, Tennessee, you know, coming off the bye, maybe got got some folks healthy, and, and you know, just continue to improve this week, man. And um, I just want to give you guys a shout this morning. Um, after the game last night, man, just decided I had to talk to two of my favorite sports guys. So, uh, go Braves, go Vols, and uh, let's pull it off this week, man. Man, I love it. I love it, Coy. West Tennessee Vols says, y'all's hype is both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> We're making the trip to Lexington, and I'm hyped. I see what you did there about it, but it's, it's making me nervous, too. Hey, man, just – it's I'm, there for the take. Telling you what I what we see on what I saw on film, and Ben's telling you what he saw on film, watching Kentucky and covering this football team. And if if Tennessee don't win, it's their damn fault because they should win this game. They have so many advantages in, in, in a lot of areas now. Kentucky's front should pose some problems, but it's not like Tennessee hasn't faced a good front this season, and they did a good job of holding their own. A lot of the time with guys out. And so you're going to get majority of your injured players back. And um, you should win this game. 
Don't even don't even try it. Don't even try it. If Tennessee doesn't win this game, it ain't gonna be because of Jason and Ben hyped them up and cursed them and jinxed them. No, it's gonna be because you know didn't execute, didn't make plays. But you watch Kentucky play this season. You watch Tennessee play this season, and recently. Tennessee is trending in the right direction. Kentucky is not trending in the same direction. Tennessee right now is is playing at a level I don't think Kentucky can, can play at. And the matchups favor Tennessee in a lot of areas too. So that's why I feel has like really good coaches. Yes. Tennessee you, has has really good coaches. Tennessee hasn't had really good coaches in this matchup in quite some time. And we're still spanking and Kentucky's we'll, butt. And and we're still beating Mark Stoops. So I like I, I it's weird because he's only coached eight games here, but I have so much confidence in, in Josh Eiffel. Uh, off week and Tim Banks to prepare. And Will Levis is no Matt Corral and Bryce Bryce Young. I'm sorry. He'll beat you with his legs, but he he's not that dynamic. He's he's gonna do more than just beat Tennessee with his legs. He will have to throw the football, which is something that uh He has he's, struggled. He's been legs. throwing it all right. It's been to the other team. Or overthrowing his receivers. I, I mentioned the the deep stat, the deep ball stat since the UTC game earlier this week. I'll, I'll throw it out later on in the show since we're going to a break. But he he's he's been a little Joe Milton esque here of late on the deep ball as well. Val Birmingham says I have old Miss vibes about this game. We all thought we win and then lost in the end. Uh, not, oh, man, not, not we all. I, I, I picked Ole Miss to win. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Ball I felt Birmingham. good about the potential of winning the football game. I, I didn't go into the Ole Miss game feeling like we had all these advantages either. No, <laughs> I, I hope we won. That's that's what we said that week. I hope that we won. I expected to win against South Carolina, Missouri. I hoped against Ole Miss. That's the difference. And I'm looking at this matchup for Tennessee. I don't just hope to win. I, ex- I expect Tennessee to win this game based on how Kentucky played last week and how Kentucky Tennessee has been playing recently. So, I don't know about them vibes, Bob Birmingham. I don't have those vibes, man. I don't see how they are even close to the old Miss vibe. But please elaborate. We would love to hear it. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller. Plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. Stay with us. Be right back. work can't call in don't feel bad you can talk to the guys in the text box it's part of the free swain event app top 100 barbecue restaurant dead end barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality q dead end makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from chow now for pickup or if you don't feel like leaving the house then have dead end barbecue delivered right to your door by loco knoxville or bite squad Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? 
You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Rules remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Can it be any more obvious of where Attaboy is going today? Can it be any more obvious, Ben? Attaboy is brought to you by Irish Networks. 90 days, no payment for business internet, high quality, reliable fiber internet, and voice, irishnetworksusa.com. All right, Ben. What you got for Attaboy? I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yes, it is very obvious that the Atlanta Braves. Oh, this is cool. Google Braves. Fireworks pop up. That's cool. Uh, The Atlanta Braves are World Series champions for the first time since 1995. Jorge Soler had three clutch home runs in the World Series and was named World Series MVP. And for me, it's it's funny to think of Jorge Soler because back when I was a bat boy for the Huntsville Stars, he uh, he was playing for the Tennessee Smokies, mm-hmm. came up as a cub, and he was playing for the Smokies. He he was a big time prospect. He he, he signed I, I want to say from uh, Cuba maybe. Watch your band. Yes, Cuba. I just looked it up. Uh, he, he was a big-time baseball prospect and signed out of Cuba and was coming up with, with the 
the Smokies and, and was playing there at good old Joe Davis Stadium in, in Huntsville off the parkway. And uh, I was a bat boy there for three years. And Jorge Soler came through when he was a top prospect, along with Chris Bryan and Javier Baez. And, uh, fun times. And, and one game when I was bat boy, and he left his sunglasses. And, and he, again, he signed for a lot of money. So the, these were not your ordinary cheap sunglasses. You stole them, didn't you? No. I'm, I'm a good person, unlike you. I took them <clears throat> back up to the clubhouse after he he uh, he left them down on the dugout bench, and I was like, "Hey, who who are these?" And they pointed me to Solaire's locker and sent me over there. And he's like, "Oh, thank you, thank you so much, thank Easy. you so much." Easy, Ben. I'm not. I don't, just, he's got an accent. I'm mimicking his accent. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, man. <laughs> and uh, he he was really nice and 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 really cool about it and. He was like, what is your name? And he's like, I was like, Ben. He's like, oh, Ben Hameen. <laughs> so I, I saw him, like Benjamin, but with his accent, it was like Ben Hameen. And mm-hmm. so the next day I saw him, he was like, Ben Hameen, my new, my new favorite friend. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me my glasses. So uh, that, that was not, nothing huge. But Sounds like he, he's your best was, friend too. When's he, when he going to be on the show? Uh, never. Next week? <laughs> he, is, he has not thought about me a next day week. since those words left his mouth. But he was awesome in the World Series, won World Series. Uh, MVP. I specifically want to give an attaboy to Ozzy Albies, and I have a little clip, a minute clip that I want to play. Uh, Ozzy was struggling in the World Series, played terrific last night, and everybody was talking about his bat. Ozzy was tremendous in the field with his glove, and the Braves don't get don't get out of the jams, some of the jams that they were in, if it weren't for, for the glove of Ozzy Albies. So although he was struggling at the plate, he was still helping the Braves win by what he was doing in the field to help, help the Braves get out of some big-time jams throughout the series. But because he was struggling with the bat, he was dropped in the lineup going into last night. Uh, hit seventh, and he's a guy that was typically at the top of the lineup. And when Pedro Martinez asked him about it, after the game, he had a, a really, really cool response that, that a lot of athletes and, and just people in general can, can take from. Super sweet. When they told me they're going to move, I said, do whatever makes us win tonight. All I want to do is win one, one more game and I'll be the world champion. So when they told me, all I said, I put my mind to every situation, man, I'm just going to get on base or score the runs to win, win the boys win, uh, help the boys win tonight. That's what Ozzy had to say about moving down in the lineup. And I, I know that seems so so little and, and, and such an obvious thing to do, Swain, but you, you know how these professional athletes are. They got a big ego. And, yeah, some of them. Uh, a lot of them have, have a big ego. And a lot of them, even though it's a World Series, and as Ozzy said, you would think that they just want to win the World Series, uh, a lot of them would have an issue with, with being bumped down in the lineup, regardless of, of when it was happening. So I, I think it was really cool and, and very telling of, of Ozzy himself and, and of the Braves' culture in that clubhouse that, that led them to, to win a World Series that somebody as, as good as Ozzy and one of their better players was, was more than happy to drop down in the lineup if, if that meant helping the team win. And it, it worked for him, took, took some pressure off of him. And in his first at bat, got down 0-2 and – uh, the pitcher who was out there rocking a baby looking like an idiot on the mound. You see that? The Houston Astros pitcher, every time he'd go into his lineup, oh, he yeah. rock the baby. He didn't, he didn't do it every crazy. pitch, 
but he did it enough where I was like, what is he doing, man? Well, he did it when he was in his wind-up. You're in your wind-up, which is the long wind-up mm-hmm. when nobody is in. And did a little step. He did a little step right. with it, too. You do that when, when nobody is on base, but when when somebody is on base, you go from the stretch, so you can't do all that funky motion because it's called a balk. You have to come set and then pitch. But it's it's so annoying to see him do that. But he, he threw a fastball right down the middle to Ozzy and Ozzy hammered it for a single and I think he had another big hit and made some great plays in the field so kudos to Ozzy Albies I know the Braves Braves get an attaboy but uh, I, I wanted to highlight Ozzy Albies as well since we uh, talked about the Braves a good bit to start the show yeah good stuff man good stuff I know one place that's going to be jumping in the A after that World Series uh, Akia they got wings there too, don't they? I, I want to know on the text box when Joe Buck kept referring to Ooh. Marietta. Ooh. Did, did that annoy you, Brave fans? Ooh. He kept referring to uh, back home in Marietta. It annoyed my wife. She's Atlanta through and through, and, and she noticed it for real. Oh man, hour two coming up. <laughs> 